Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. Our focus today is on reflecting on the last year of your career. So if you're listening to this episode as it's released, then it's New Year, and it's a natural time for reflection and setting intentions for the new year. But we've designed this episode so that you can use it at any point. And then this is going to be back to back with an episode next week, which will go to the future and thinking about what that future career might want to look like. So all of what we're covering is stuff that we cover with our clients all the time. And we just wanted to share with you this week some of the reflection questions that we use that we find are most helpful for helping clients to do that reflection piece and get in the best place to decide what they want for the future of their career. So Pam, this I imagine comes up a lot when you are working with job search clients because that aspect of knowing what they want has to start with reflecting on where they've been in their career and where they're up to at this point. Yeah, I think the reflection is the best part of of what we do. And it is so important because people just think I need to move forward and whatever's happened in the past, they want to draw a line under it. Sometimes they don't even want to think about it because There'll be a million reasons, everything from being embarrassed to being hurt and upset. There's lots of stuff that goes on within our careers that we just want to move away from. But I think the key thing in order to move forward properly in the right direction and with real intention is to reflect on where you've been, the lessons that you've learned and what you can take out of all of that to move forward with. Because if you don't reflect on it, you'll forget about it. The memories will be quite fragmented and it will just make your life so much easier in terms of moving forward if you do that real deep reflection. And it's a great time to do it at the start of the year. It's interesting, isn't it? Because so much of our work is with people who are ambitious. They want to progress. They're really keen for that next stage. And if I think about my time in my career, I didn't do that much reflection, really. It's, it happens when it comes around to appraisal time and you have to try and think back. But a lot of the time, that focus when you're constantly ambitious and looking at the next thing, you sometimes don't give the time and attention to reflection. And there's so much benefit that can happen when you do. So we're going to share our six favorite reflection questions. And what we'll do is just talk you through how we use them with clients, why we love them as questions, and what you can take from them if you put the the energy into reflecting on that question. So get us started, Pam. First question, what would you ask people? Okay, so question number one has got to be, what have you learned this year? I think that is a really good one to just stop and go what have I actually learned because it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day 
in the to-do lists and all of the stuff that we've got to do. And it's what have I actually learned and just really sitting down and thinking through that. And when I ask people that question, sometimes they they really stop and go, I'm not sure that I've learned anything. (laughs) So it, it is definitely one to really make you stop and think. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you can get to a stage in your career where it feels Groundhog Day. You feel like your job is within your capabilities and it's easy to feel that you're not learning. And so what I love to do with this question is to then break it down, if that's the case. So to think about what skills or experience have you learned? What have you learned in terms of technical capability and the role? But also, what have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about what you want in your career? What have you learned about colleagues or about how to operate in the work environment? There's so many different things when you add to that sentence of what have you learned about putting different endings that can make that question easier to answer and make it more specific. And if you've listened to our previous episodes, you'll know specificity is that that word that's so hard to say. And also doesn't happen often enough. So yeah, I absolutely love that question. Yeah, I'm not even going to attempt to say that word because no matter how many times I try, (laughs) I cannot say it. But yeah, being specific is key. And I think even if you feel like you haven't learned much, like you say, there's always so much that you can actually draw upon. And even if you feel like you've learned that, what you're doing isn't actually what you want to be doing that's a huge learning like sometimes when you feel a little bit stale in the role or you've not learned anything or you've not progressed actually that's a really great sign that it's time to start thinking about what is next and moving forward great second question then okay so the second question would be what relationships have you developed and maintained this year Love this question and not one that I ever would have thought to ask myself. Why this question? What is it about that one that is so important for people to reflect on? So with this one, I always find that relationship building is something that we do without thinking, but it's also something that we can really neglect as well. So lots of people, unless you work in sales or a sales related role where you need to be building those relationships all of the time so you're doing it as part of your job and then again sometimes you might not even realize that you're doing it because it's part of the job but a lot of the time people won't think of building relationships until they need to build those relationships so rather than starting to get those relationships going and having those conversations and getting to know people at that deeper level they will just go for example job search mode I need to start networking I need to start building relationships and you don't build relationships overnight so thinking about that now like thinking about that today as you listen to this like what relationships have you made and maintain this year can really put into focus like how much effort you've put into that or how much of that you've done without actually realizing I think it's interesting as well that sometimes when you look at the list of what relationships you have built or maintained there's themes or patterns that can emerge so that example you were talking about of sales very often if you ask that to someone in sales naturally all the relationships that come out will be client or prospect relationships relationships that 
they've invested in because they see the need to be intentional about those relationships. But sometimes the things that aren't on there is some of the internal relationships, some of the peer relationships. And for me, it's those themes that can be really interesting to explore when clients answer this question, because that intention and that prioritization of relationships is the bit that, like you say, is so hard to do. It's the bit that's easy for it to go under the radar. And sometimes people will find that they've developed more relationships than they realized. But very often with this, what it draws attention to is that there's opportunity for more of that and also for being more intentional with it as they move forward. Yeah, definitely. And building those relationships and being intentional with doing that will really help no matter what stage of your career that you're at starting to think about who could be good to build relationships with and just really plotting out what what you want to do and what who you need to speak to and even if it's just from we've talked lots on the podcast about finding the right mentor and things like that even looking at relationship building from that point of view what can you learn from other people not just about how can those people help you to progress or help you with some part of your career it's how can you build those relationships in order to understand how you can be better in your role and all of that kind of stuff I think links in quite nicely with that as well and we've got an episode planned that is not too far off that will focus on the skill of doing that so if you're listening to that question and recognizing that maybe you could be more intentional or that you're not really sure how to build relationships that will be beneficial then we've got you covered that one's coming the third one i love this question and definitely never thought to ask it during my own career so hit us with it okay so if you could do this year over again what would you do differently perfect so what answers do you tend to find that clients come up with when you ask this question so usually the first thing that someone will say is everything I would do everything differently because it's one of those questions where you ask people and straight away if it's not been a great year or there's been some real learning curves within that year then it's easy to go I would do everything differently but hindsight's a great thing isn't it and that kind of links back in nicely to what have you learned because anything that you are thinking that you might have done differently is going to come from things that you've learned so I think it that's it's a real it's a really key question isn't it because actually then when you break it down would you have done it differently or did you act in accordance with the skills and experience that you had at that point in time I find that fascinating because when I ask this question I often get quite a different response in that I get that people recognize that the result isn't necessarily what they wanted, but they struggle to identify what they would have done differently in order to get a different result. So a lot of my work with existing leaders who want to improve in terms of their leadership, get the promotion or settle in at that next level, often that question is a really tricky one to identify. I recognize that I haven't got the results that I hoped for but I'm really struggling. And what that can help to uncover is those elements for a skills gap or a PDP. It can identify where there are some areas that could trip you up if they were to come up again in future. 
So depending upon whether you're in that phase of, I've recognized that this is where I'm up to, I want to move on and I would do things differently and maybe find that perhaps less you would do differently than you first thought or where you're more in that second boat of finding that perhaps you know that the result isn't what you wanted, but you're not sure how, then I think there's a lot to take from reflecting on that question. Next one is an interesting one. We debated, didn't we, whether to include this in our final list, because we'd like at first hearing this might sound a little bit negative, but bear with us and we'll explain why it's so important to reflect on. Yeah, so this one is what's the biggest mistake that you've made this year? And this is one that I ask my clients because I feel like it's a really good question to to make you think again. So to really reflect because a lot of the time if you've made a mistake, you will you'll want to move on from it as quickly as possible you will probably in some cases want to bury your head in the sand just cut off any association to that mistake that you've made when actually we need to make mistakes to learn from them and to grow if we don't make mistakes we'll never learn but we live in a culture that mistakes are not really acceptable are these and especially in the workplace depending on the leadership styles and things like that within and the the cultures within the organization some organizations are amazing and there's that really safe space you can make mistakes you can learn from them we all support each other but then in other organizations it's they might say you're it's allowed to make mistakes but then when you make one it's the worst thing in the world and Making mistakes can cause humiliation, embarrassment, and all of these real negative feelings to to come up in people. And I think if you have made a mistake and you just put it in a box and put it away, when you are progressing in your career, when you're doing your appraisals, when you're um, preparing for interviews, those mistakes are going to be in the back of your mind. They're going to make you fearful and they're going to stop you from really being the best you because if you can unbox those mistakes and learn from those things and look at what you need to do from a personal development point of view, that will really help you move faster through your career. It absolutely will. And I think that point you make is really interesting. So I find very often with my clients when they've been promoted and they go into a new role they have unrealistic expectations of themselves. They expect to be able to go into the new role, which is a stretch. It's a higher level. There's a whole new way of operating that they need to adopt. And they expect to be able to do that without mistakes. And that's such an unrealistic expectation of yourself. And I think what that prompts is then you don't want to admit to yourself the mistakes that you have made. But like you say, mistakes and learning are so intertwined. As kids growing up, you don't expect them to be able to jump on a bike and ride it perfectly for the first time. They're going to wobble. So why would you expect that somebody can go into quite a complex senior level role and be able to just hit the ground running and do it brilliantly from day one? It's really unrealistic as an expectation. And having honesty with yourself about mistakes is so helpful for learning. The other thing that I love to do with clients on this is to use something called mental rehearsal, which is where you reflect back on what you consider to be a mistake 
and mentally rehearse that, but with a different ending. And what you're doing is priming yourself so that going, and I think people are often uncomfortable about some of this reflection because it feels uncomfortable dwelling in that place where you're making judgments about yourself. You're feeling like you should have been able to do better. But when you mentally go back to that time or situation, to that trigger, whether that's having a disagreement with somebody, whether there's been a conflict or something's escalated, whether you've said the wrong thing or whether you've missed a deadline or whether you haven't asked the right questions to get a brief, there's so many possible examples. And I think if you go back to that time and that situation and you mentally take yourself through the steps but you then can change the ending. So think about the question that you did want to ask or think about how you could have framed an email or a conversation with your boss to renegotiate a deadline around priorities. Then what you do is you give yourself the opportunity that if that thing happens again in the future, your brain is more prepared. It recognizes the path. And instead of the kind of freeze of, Uh, no, this is happening all over again. You've given yourself an alternative way to handle it. And that mental rehearsal for the future can be such a simple and yet such a helpful technique to be able to avoid making that same mistake again. But to get to it, you've got to reflect and you've got to ask yourself about mistakes that you've made. So I love that idea of just embrace and recognize that mistakes are normal mistakes are part of what we all do and reflect on the biggest mistake that you've made and you take the fear away from it don't you yeah definitely when when you do that you're you're going to respond rather than react and that just feels so much better but that that technique is really useful playing it back and thinking yourself into that situation and what would you do and sometimes it you just need to pause don't you and think about how am I going to respond to this rather than just reacting and taking yourself down a path that maybe isn't the right way to deal with that situation so I love that because that is real reflection isn't it taking yourself back through that and even if it feels difficult and it could be embarrassing maybe you've said things that you shouldn't have said or because of rephrase things differently and take yourself through it take yourself on that journey back through it because you'll learn so much won't you if you do that absolutely so on to our final couple then and I really love these questions fifth one so the fifth one this is my most favorite ones what are you most proud of this year And it's often another one that I find people are struggling to answer. Yeah, this is like the hardest one to answer because people, they just don't really, they're quick to say what they did badly, but what they did really well, people have this real mental block around it and it's okay to celebrate the wins and it's okay to celebrate all of that great impact and influence that you've had within the workplace. It's absolutely okay to do that. Think about what you are most proud of. What have you delivered this year that made you sit back and go, do you know what? I am brilliant at my job. What have you done that's really made you feel like, almost like you're 10 feet tall, that that amazing feeling where you, I know what I'm doing. All of the, all of these years that I've been doing this stuff yeah nailed it 
And I think that's the feeling you want to lean into and think, what am I most proud of this year? And I think what's really good with this question as well is to be proud of yourself for smaller things as well as big achievements. People often struggle to answer this because they might feel like I haven't got any massive wins this year. But actually being proud of yourself can be about that time that you were compassionate with somebody in your team who had stuff going on outside of work. It can be about how you conducted yourself in that meeting with someone who was really challenging. It can be about the result that you delivered by bringing people together. So it can be from teeny tiny things up to bigger things. And what I love about this is it's so useful for reflection in order to capture things that you might then want to take to an appraisal, a one-to-one, a check-in. And obviously for you, there's also that job search element of reflecting on things that you're proud of that you would then put into your CV and interview prep as well. But it's not one that people find easy to answer at all, is it? No, people really do struggle with it. And it's just that whole thing, isn't it, about talking about yourself in in a nice way in a positive way like people are so quick to put themselves down but never as quick to big themselves up and it's almost you feel you're being big-headed or boastful and things like that and it's you know what own this stuff like really be proud of yourself because everyone's facing different challenges every single day whether it's work family life whatever it is going on if you just take this time off to go, what am I proud of this year? What have I done? And like you say, the small things to the big things, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's made you feel proud, then own it, write it down, take note of it. Because on those bad days, you can always refer back and go, these are the good things. These are the things that I'm proud of. And I think this can be a really good one to get. We've talked before about the idea of a smile file, of being that one place where you capture all the positive feedback that you get externally but you can add to that yourself as well you don't have to wait for external equally this is really good to prime yourself to capture as you go through the year rather than just do it this now once and reflect on the last 12 months get into the habit of noticing and reflecting on this week by week month by month and allow yourself to be proud of what you're contributing as well as what you're achieving. So one of the questions I love alongside this is about when people have been true to themselves, because that is something to be proud of when you've been true to yourself, how you want to lead, how you want to manage, how you want to operate and stay true to your values. That is something to be proud of as well. And yeah, I think let's get normalized being proud of yourself and feeling like you can be proud of yourself for small things as well as massive achievements and things could be very different in terms of how you feel about yourself and about your contribution at work yeah I think that is definitely if we could all do that I think it would make going to work and all of the stuff that we do so much easier because leaning into all of that good stuff and is is only going to benefit us, isn't it, in the long run? Definitely. A final question then. Okay, so the final one is, how have you used your strengths this year? And this is an interesting one, isn't it? Because 
a lot of the time when we ask this question, people will say, oh, I'm not actually sure what my strengths are. I'm sure I've used them at some point. I must have done to get through the year, but it, it, it's always a hard one, isn't it? And it's different than what are you proud of yourself for? Because to answer this question of how have you used your strengths this year, you need to recognize what your strengths are and you then need to think of times when you have brought your strengths into play. And I think what I see people find with this question is either they're not sure what their strengths are or they recognize what their strengths are, but they recognize that actually they've been spending a lot of time and energy on trying to overcome weaknesses rather than bringing their strengths into play. Or it can be that maybe there just wasn't really opportunity for me to use my strengths. When we use our strengths, we tend to feel in flow. We tend to feel energized. And in terms of all of the research around burnout, one of the things that we've recognized and talked about before, using your strengths more often in the work that you do is energizing and a positive impact and has an association with protecting people from going down that road of burnout because you're in flow, you're feeling good, and it's less effort and energy to work within your strengths than it is trying to overcome your weaknesses. So I think there's loads of layers to this question. Yeah, I love that as well, like playing to your strengths rather than trying to overcome the weaknesses because sometimes, obviously, we're always trying to better ourselves and we're always looking at where are our weaknesses and limitations because we want to do better. But like you say, if you play to your strengths, you're going to do a whole lot more. And it could be that actually some of those weaknesses and limitations, maybe you're never going to overcome those. And rather than worrying about that and focusing in on that, focus on the strengths and that other stuff that can be part of your personal development plan that can come with time. But leaning into your strengths is where you're definitely going to make the most impact. And once you get clear on what your strengths are, you can ask yourself that question of how can I use my strengths in a wider range of situations? So how can I use this strength to help me in the role that I do? And very often what you'll find is when you are conscious and intentional about using your strengths, then you feel more comfortable, more confident, more able to make a contribution because you recognize that you do have strengths that can help you. And rather than your focus and energy and attention being on the things that you perceive or other people have told you that aren't as strong, your focus and energy and attention is on the things that you can bring and you'll find creative ways to bring those strengths into play in a wider range of situations. And that can be an absolute game changer, can't it? Particularly at a senior level. Yeah, definitely. When we are thinking about playing to our strengths, it's like looking for those opportunities to use our strengths is going to be key. And it's something that we don't do. We look for opportunities to improve on our weaknesses, but we never really look for opportunities to use those strengths and really make those strengths even stronger. So I think it's there's definitely something in that. And thinking about how you've used your strengths this year will really help you to focus in on what can you do more of, what do you want to do less of? And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because just because it's a strength 
doesn't actually mean that we love doing it. And I suppose that's a whole other debate, isn't it? But just because we can do something really well and like it's classed as a strength, there's that reflection as well. If I'm doing this all the time because it is a strength and I'm leaning into these strengths, do I actually love this? Do I want to do more of this? And that's a totally different uh, element of reflection. But it's also a good one to think about if you are playing to your strengths. Are you enjoying where you are? Do you enjoy playing to those strengths? Like they're all different questions that you can think about and ask yourself in terms of thinking, where have I been this year, previous years? And what do I want to do more of going forward? I think that's such an interesting question. For me, perceived strengths is what other people think your strengths are true strengths are the things that do energize you. They're the things that for you come naturally, feel easier, are enjoyable, are a real positive experience. And I think you raise such a crucial point that very often we would classify strengths as being the things that we've been told we're strong at, but they don't always light us up. They're not always things that are true strengths in the way that I would now define strengths. I definitely, having trained in coaching and worked with strengths for a number of years, think and feel very differently about them than I did. So that's such a helpful distinction for people to be able to identify what are the things that I've considered as strengths and do those really meet the definition of being a true strength or am I considering them strengths because other people have rated me highly on them? And that might mean that I'm showing a higher level of performance than other people are but that still might not be a true strength in the context of how I feel and how that feels to use that or do that within the workplace so much food for thought so I'm just going to ask you to run through and just give us those six questions from top to bottom so if people are listening and want to just capture them we'll also put them in the show notes so that you can take them from there and then Next week, we will build on this reflection and start to think about that future piece. So take us through those six questions again, if you would. Okay. So number one, what have you learned this year? Number two, what relationships have you developed and maintained this year? Number three, what would you do differently if you could do this year over again? Number four, What is the biggest mistake that you've made this year? Number five, what are you most proud of this year? And number six is how have you used your strengths this year? Fab. Thank you so much for listening. If you are doing that reflection piece and feel that some coaching support would help, Pam and I both offer power hours where we can work with you on that reflection piece sometimes It just really helps to have somebody else tease that stuff out of you. So do drop us a line, connect with us on LinkedIn, and we will be back next week with the episode where we'll support on that next stage of making those decisions about how you want to move your career forward. As ever, if you have found this episode useful, then please do share it with anyone else that you think would benefit. 
please do take the time to rate and review or to drop us a message. We absolutely love hearing from you if the episode has been helpful or if there are topics that you would like us to cover. And those ratings and reviews really do make all the difference in terms of helping the podcast to get discovered by other people. Thanks as ever for listening and we will catch you again next time.